books and podcasts and shows are the way that I kind of learn. It almost feels like a guide or a mentor to me. And that's what I seek out. This is Heart of the Story, and I'm Nadine Kenny Johnstone. I'm a writer and a writing coach who helps women develop and publish their memoirs and essays. But most importantly, I'm a human who's always trying to figure out what my soul is saying. Each week, I'll share stories and tips of healing, hope, and following my heart so that you'll feel inspired to follow yours. Hi, friends. Today, I am sharing an exciting list, the top 10 fall book recommendations from my nightstand. So these are the 10 books that I recommend for reading over the course of the next few months. These are books that I have been just really deeply embedded into lately that I'm loving and also books that are coming out soon that I cannot wait to get my hands on. So if you are in need of something to read or listen to this fall and winter, I've got you covered. And before we dive in, I wanted to let you know that enrollment is open for my December Clarity Retreat in Florida. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited about this retreat. The Clarity Retreat is for women who are wanting some time to step away from their busy lives, leave just the habits of technology and overbooking and overwhelm behind, and have some days away to journal and reflect and meditate and get clear on living intentionally. How do you actually want to live? What do you actually want to be doing? How do you actually want your life to be and who you are in the world? It's a way to step out of our just rote habits and regular schedules and go, wait a minute, why am I doing that? Or why is this happening? And pause and go, what do I actually want to be doing? Who do I actually want to be interacting with? Getting some life clarity. I cannot wait for this. The home that we have rented for that retreat is Ocean Front. Yes, yes, yes. Lots of beach walks at sunset. You just have to walk a few steps and there you are on the sand, the white, beautiful, squeaky sand. And the home also has a heated pool. So it'll be early December, probably in the high 60s, low 70s around here. And it'll be great for splashing around in the heated pool and being in the jacuzzi. The house is gorgeous. I can't even tell you. Wait till you see the pictures. Lots of the rooms have ocean views. It'll be a great group of women. And Jamie, my chef husband, will be preparing all of the meals, healthy food, nourishing food. You will not go hungry. There will also be lots of chocolate. There always is. We will have a beachside bonfire. We will have yoga nidra meditation, a sound bath. I mean, this is like the most self-care you you can even handle. And it's December 2nd through 5th, and it's in Inlet Beach, Florida. You can check out all the details at nadinekennyjohnstone.com forward slash retreats. Without further ado, let's get to our list. If you are someone who's been wanting to read a bit more or listen to more audiobooks this fall, this episode is for you. I am sharing my top 10 book 
picks for the fall season. And man, was it hard to narrow it down. (laughs) I wanted to put 35 books on this list, but I chose 10 because at any given time, I have 10 books on my nightstand. No joke. It's always a teetering pile. And because I write creative nonfiction and I tend to teach creative nonfiction, I typically have nonfiction books on my nightstand. But today I'm going to talk about 10 books within four different categories of creative nonfiction. One of them is books on self-care. Another category is what I would just call real-life books, books that talk about the absurdity of being human. Another category is travel. And a fourth category is writing books for writers. And just so you know where I'm coming from on this, I am a really voracious reader. (laughs) So I'm always looking and being in the know and stopping at libraries once a week, at least going into bookstores once a week, looking online at all of the lists of what's coming out and what are the top picks and then those secret contenders that maybe other people don't know a ton about, but they're really amazing authors. And so I am just immersed in this world. And as an author myself, I am just really dedicated to finding books that have strong writing, not just interesting stories, but is the writing strong as well. Okay, let's start with a category that is really unique and interesting, which is travel. So I have one book in this category to recommend to begin with, and it is called Wanderess. Wanderess, like a woman who wanders. And the subtitle is The Unearth Women Guide to Traveling Smart, Safe, and Solo. Yes, please. (laughs) It's by Nikki Vargas and Elise Fitzsimmon. So what caught my eye about this book? First of all, women traveling solo. (laughs) Need I say more? I love travel. I love traveling solo. It's one of my favorite things. And I think that there should be more support and attention paid to women traveling alone. And I just love seeing where other women go, how they organize their travel, what they like to see, what they like to eat, how they find the best deals, what are the secret destinations that they go to and they love. I am all about it. I take a solo trip at least a couple times a year, if not more, you know, depending on how the state of the world is. I used to travel probably about, gosh, at least five or more times a year solo to present at conferences, writing conferences. And then travel has picked up again this past year for me. So this book also caught my eye because I am going to be doing some solo travel over the course of the next year and thinking about solo travel. I am headed to the East Coast in October to go on a retreat 
by myself. I cannot wait. And then at the end of that trip, I'm going to meet up with some dear friends and some teacher friends of mine. I used to teach at a university on the East Coast with. Um, we haven't seen each other for over 10 years, so I get to meet up with them. But the start of the trip is solo. And then I plan to do another solo retreat sometime in the spring. And since next year will be the big 4-0 for me, I'm really looking to see where I can go some kind of epic solo trip. And so if you are someone who wants to see what other women have done and where they've gone and the tips and tricks of the trade for traveling alone, this is your guide. I love how it's organized. It looks really beautiful. The illustrations are great. The tips are on point. I'm about halfway through it and I am just like bubbling with ideas of trips of where to go and what to see. And it breaks it into really user-friendly categories of like, okay, what kind of traveler are you? So it feels really customized to who you are as a wanderer. Okay, let's go with the next category, which is self-care. I am super excited for two books that are going to be coming out this fall and winter. So the first one is How to Be Loving by Danielle Laporte. I first discovered Danielle Laporte a few years ago with the book called The Desire Map. I love this book for goal planning and goal setting. She talks about goals with a soul and she talks about how to set goals not based on just the checkoff list and the ladder climbing of status, but more about how do you want to feel and then basing your goals from there, which I love. And so she has other books that I just ordered and am diving into called The Firestarter Sessions, White Hot Truth. But this book coming out in the fall is called How to Be Loving. And I really like her approach. I heard her on an interview, a podcast interview recently. You know, we're always talking about what we want. We want more love. We want more peace, etc. And she talks about, okay, being in the world, what we want more of. So you want love? Be loving, she says. <laughs> and the book breaks down how to be loving. I really love her personality too. She is so wise, but she also has a good sense of humor and a kind of no-nonsense approach and just a really calming voice. Another one that's coming out that I cannot wait for is called Everyday Radiance by Heidi Rose Robbins, and it's 365 Zodiac-inspired prompts for self-care and self-renewal. Heidi was on the podcast. You should go back and listen to Heidi Rose Robbins' episode. She is an astrologist, and we talked about how we chart our lives and use our astrology to help guide us. Oh my goodness, is she a wealth of knowledge. Her father was an astrologist. She is deeply wedded into this area of expertise, and she has a really soul-centered 
zodiac approach. And every day on Instagram, she writes these moon notes and she talks about the moon's effect on us. And then she gives just a little bit of guidance based on what the moon is doing that day. And so the book is going to incorporate that kind of daily wisdom. So if you love these sort of moon notes, or if you haven't checked them out, you should check her out on Instagram, Heidi Rose Robbins. If you love those, I think you'll love her book. And that's coming out in the winter, January 2023. I cannot wait for that. So I'm looking forward to it. You can pre-order it. But in the meantime, you can get your fill on Instagram. And then there's a book by Nedra Glover Tawab. And it's called Set Boundaries, Find Peace. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> All of these subtitles, when they talk about self-renewal or finding peace, I just immediately feel relaxed in my heart. And I think, yes. So this is one I have not read yet. It's already out, but it's on my list of to read next. I heard Nedra speak on Glennon Doyle's podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. And I just loved her boundary approach, how to set boundaries in a kind way, but also an assertive way. And letting that bring you peace. I really liked all of the tips that she gave as a person and as an expert in the field. And so I can't wait to check that book out because I think so many of us are really um, shy about saying no to the people we love or setting a clear boundary with the people we love. It might be easier with strangers or maybe it's the reverse for you where you have an easier time saying no or being clear with the people you love but then with strangers you don't want to disappoint them and so you just think how can I even do this and I liked how Nedra was speaking to Glennon Doyle and Abby Wambach they're a couple and so she was speaking to them about how boundaries can help their relationship and so I'm just so interested in this topic and I want to check out that book. Now, in terms of real life, I tend to read memoir. I love memoir just because it feels so accessible. It's like I don't have to expand my imagination in order to connect because these are real life stories. And let me tell you, I love fiction. I started off as a fiction writer. I studied fiction in graduate school. So I love fiction very much. It's just that I read what I write. And because as of late, I've been reading and writing a lot of creative nonfiction, the two go hand in hand. So when I'm writing creative nonfiction, you will find me reading creative nonfiction. Here are some memoirs that I have been getting into. A lot of them are on midlife and motherhood. Uh, two things that I'm experiencing. The first is called I'll Show Myself Out. I'll Show Myself Out, Essays on Midlife and Motherhood. And that's by Jesse Klein. And it's just super sarcastic. <laughs> it's very honest, a little self-deprecating, sarcastic, but has that deep truth underneath it. And the next one is Foreverland by Heather Haverleski. 
So for Everland, the subtitle is called On the Divine Tedium of Marriage. (laughs) And while that might sound a bit somber, she talks about equal parts, the tedium of marriage, but also the divinity, the miracles, the magic within it, meaning that she's just honest. She's very, very honest about what it's like to be in a relationship, how you can feel the deepest love you ever felt possible and just look at someone that you've been with for decades still have great admiration for them and then you can hear them clear their throat in the other room and just feel rage (laughs) at their noises that's what she describes I guess her husband makes a lot of throat clearing noises and snorting (laughs) and it just drives her nuts and so I just really appreciated the honesty of that one of what it's like to have a bunch of feelings all at once and also how marriage is really set up in a non-sustainable way sometimes you know the way that it's set up in the movies about what it should be versus what it actually is the grandiose expectations we put on a single relationship and for that person to be absolutely everything and never have any flaws and vice versa the pressure we put on ourselves to be these partners And she talks about what it's really like and the beautiful, messy creatures we both are when you come into a partnership with somebody. So I just finished that book. I actually had the great joy. I haven't done this in a long time. But this past weekend, I sat on the couch for four and a half hours and basically devoured the book. And I haven't read for that long in so long. I was giddy. It was such a delight and a treat. We've been just going, going, going with our recent move. And usually I read before bed and I'll get in a chapter or two of a book or less before I fall asleep. And then it builds over time. I usually read at least a book a week. But this was like just a solid reading chunk And we were all just hanging out. Gio was reading on the other couch. Jamie and I were sharing a couch. It was quiet. Oh my gosh, it was quiet. (laughs) And it was miraculous. And I was like, we need to do more of this. So that one is Foreverland. And then the last one is basically anything by Samantha Irby. She has books titled Wow, No Thank You, We Are Never Meeting in Real Life. Her most recent book is called Meaty. She is super, super honest and funny. And you have a feeling like, oh, she just said that. And I'm so glad she did because this is how people really feel, but they don't say it out loud. I just really appreciate her no-nonsense approach and vibe and saying it as it is. And she, I recently heard her on an interview, and she sounded on the interview exactly like she does in her books. (laughs) And it just felt so 
refreshing to be able to have someone speak truth just about life in general, about annoying people, about pet peeves, about things that people say. And you're just like, what? I can't believe you said that. And to just tell it like it is. So if you want a sarcastic breath of fresh air, just on commentary on life, then check out Samantha Irby's work. And then finally, books on writing. Books on writing. A book came out just the other week that I'm obsessed with. It's called Beautiful Writers. And it's a journey of big dreams and messy manuscripts. And it gives tips from best-selling authors. And it's by Linda Sievertson. And Linda has a podcast called Beautiful Writers, where she has interviewed all of the greats, Martha Beck, Cheryl Strayed, you name it. She has interviewed those people, and she puts all the tips and tools together from the interviews, and she puts them together in a book while also sharing her own story of becoming a writer. So it's like a how-to book for getting through manuscripts and messy middles and and creating a story but she infuses her own story as well as best-selling authors stories and their tips so it's a beautiful blend and I was listening to her podcast for a while and couldn't wait for the book to come out so now that the book is out I'm so jazzed I used one of the chapters the other day when I was teaching something I read a little bit of it out loud to help guide a lesson that I was teaching and she is just really, really skilled at giving tactile approaches with a lot of really good resources. The next one is called How to Tell a Story, The Essential Guide to Memorable Storytelling from The Moth. So if you don't know The Moth, The Moth is a national storytelling organization that has live lit events where they give a theme and you have to come up with a five-minute true story based on that theme, and you get to the event, and you put your name in a hat, and they pick a few names, and if your name is called, you have to tell your story, no notes, from memory, not like memorize, recited, but just natural storytelling in a matter of five minutes. Whew! <laughs> right? So they wrote this book to kind of go through how to actually tell a memorable story that engages an audience and really captures their attention. And the editors of that one are Meg Bowles, Catherine Burns, Jennifer Hickson, Sarah Austin Jenis, and Kate Tellers. And they do a great job. This is a great how-to. I have just about every page dog-eared on it because it just feels really key and succinct and focused with lots of tips and tools for telling a good story that feel approachable and accessible. Love this book. The last one is one that I have to check out. It's by Stephen Pressfield, who wrote The War of Art. He has a book called Put Your Ass Where Your Heart Wants to Be. (laughs) I haven't read it yet. But I want to because The War of Art was such a bestseller 
as a guide for really describing what the writing process is like and the resistance that we feel when we sit down to write. Am I alone in this? I think not. The resistance that comes up. And so he just put out this book, the Put Your Ass Where Your Heart Wants to Be. It says, are you being defeated by a tendency to procrastination, self-doubt, fear, distraction, and perfectionism? Are you self-sabotaging your loftiest artistic and entrepreneurial dreams? The antidote is in nine words. Put your ass where your heart wants to be. So I haven't read it yet, but I'm going to check it out and see how it is. So that's part of the writing category. Okay, so without further ado, my top 10 list for this fall, books I have read, books I want to check out. The first one was in travel. It was called Wanderous. The self-care books were How to Be Loving, Everyday Radiance, Set Boundaries, Find Peace, Real-life books where I'll show myself out, Foreverland, anything by Samantha Irby, like, wow, no, thank you. We are never meeting in real life and meaty. And then writing books, Beautiful Writers, the book by The Moth, How to Tell a Story, and then Put Your Ass Where Your Heart Wants to Be. I hope you have enjoyed these. Now, as a little bit of added bonus, in case you're wondering, okay, well, I know what Nadine is reading this fall and winter. What is she listening to? What is she watching? (laughs) I'll tell you a little bonus info here. I am listening to the Radically Loved podcast. It's hosted by Rosie Acosta, but also sometimes co-hosted by Tessa Tover. And I had the great joy of being on that podcast. My episode was called The Power of Writing in Your Healing Journey. And it's about giving your heart room to speak through writing and through journaling. But although I'm biased because I was on the podcast, I think that they have amazing guests and they do. I mean, Elizabeth Gilbert was on there. So, you know, the quality of the podcast is excellent. And also I mentioned earlier, the Beautiful Writers podcast, the book version is what I recommended. But if you want to listen to the full length interviews that Linda did, Beautiful Writers is a great podcast to check out. I always listen to The Gathering Room with Martha Beck. She does a half hour where she just talks about whatever topic is top of mind. Usually it's about getting through mind blocks and approaching life in a way that is from a different perspective. And she talks about spirituality, not religion, but spirituality and approaching life in a way that is mindful. And then she answers questions at the end because basically it's a recording of her Instagram and Facebook lives. And so I really love that. I rarely miss that. I talk about this podcast all the time, but I always listen to We Can Do Hard Things with Glennon Doyle, her sister, Amanda, and then her wife, Abby. I listen to that every Tuesday and Thursday. And then, um, I was recently on a podcast called Unmasked and Open Hearted with Shannon Keating, and we had the best time on that podcast. Shannon's a great host, and we just laughed. We were talking about the kinds of things that we say in our own heads, and then the 
things that we wish people would say to us. And we were just talking like old girlfriends. It was like so fun, so real, so honest. And it really came down to a lot of self-compassion and talking to ourselves and writing to ourselves in the way that we wish other people would do to us, we kind of had the realization that we can say to ourselves in our journals and in our minds, all of the things we wish somebody else would say to us. We don't have to wait for other people to say those things. We can tell them to ourselves. So check out Unmasked and Open Hearted with Shannon Keating. And I think you'll really like that. I had a blast talking with her on that podcast. Okay, what am I watching? Guilty pleasures. I don't watch that much TV. I am a book nerd, so I read instead. But my husband is the opposite. He loves movies. He loves TV shows. I can't watch anything violent. I can't watch anything serious. I can't watch anything political. I can't watch murder mysteries. So that leaves out just about everything. I can watch comedies and I can watch mindless reality TV, not like and not the housewife stuff. No arguing, like just very, very kind of simple, like renovation shows. I can watch those. Why? My own mind is fraught with enough catastrophizing that I don't need television to amp it up even more. And before we had Geo, I could watch all this stuff. I could watch 48 hours, like the real life murder mystery type stuff. I could watch serious documentaries about really hard topics. I could watch just about anything. In fact, I sought out those things. I called them thinkers, like things that made you think deeply. (sighs) Now that I'm a mom and the reality of the world is terrifying, I can't watch any of it because it becomes then too real in my head. So instead, I watch these two things as of late. We watch every Sunday a YouTube channel called Keep Your Daydream because it follows a family that is on the road mostly full time. About, I don't know how many years ago now, six, seven years ago, they sold their home. They took their three kids and their dog and they went on the road and didn't have like a ton of camping experience before then. They, they were outdoorsy, but this was like a big adventure and they went on the road with their three kids and their dog and and started traveling around and recording it. And they are the ones that inspired us to buy our Airstream camper last summer and go on a three-month road trip. We would watch them religiously and just see, okay, how did they do it? It's both practical tools, but also you just like seeing where they go and what they do and how it is and the funny things that happen and the hard things that happen and the magnificent sights of this amazing country. And so we watch them every week and you kind of like watch their kids grow up with each season. And at this point, they've already sent two off to college and they have one son left with them traveling who will be, I think he has one more year before he goes off to college. So it's just cool. Their whole thing is like, 
don't wait for the perfect time. Like start with where you are now and what you have now, and you will make the memories now. You don't have to wait to have everything set up in order to have the perfect adventure. And they said if they had done that, they would never have gone on the road. So you just start with where you are and what you have and go and start making memories. And kind of the impetus of everything was that they realized that they basically, I think at that point, you know, had nine summers left with their kids or something like that. And they were like, oh my goodness, we don't, it goes by too fast. We really want to make these memories last. And when you go on these trips, it almost like expands time and and creates really lasting, memorable moments. And so we love seeing where they have gone. And since we have done quite a bit of traveling ourselves, we love seeing what they do. Also, they have recently bought an old bungalow in Florida and are renovating it to use it partially as a vacation rental when they're on the road and then partially as their home base for when they're not on the road because one of their kids is going to college in Florida. So of course we love seeing that. (laughs) And the second show that we love that we watch a lot is called Renovation Island and it's about a couple who has four kids and they're really big in Canada. They had their construction and design business in Canada, and they've had a couple of TV shows already. They're kind of like Chip and Joanna Gaines or something like that, but they recently went from Canada, found this kind of dilapidated resort in the Bahamas, bought it before the pandemic, and completely renovated it. And they moved as a whole family from Canada to a little part of the Bahamas. And they got into a lot of stuff because the renovations were much more entailed than they thought. And they ended up going from a very large home in Canada to all living in like an 800 square foot little villa on the property family of six with their dogs (laughs) and just having a totally different life having a life where the ocean is right there but they're also in small quarters and they're working and schooling and living together and then the pandemic hit which you know even more so they were all together in this one space. So it just talks about life changes and life transitions. And then they recently relocated and bought a place in Florida. They sold their home in Canada and bought a home in Florida so that they could easily, within an hour flight, get back and forth to the hotel in the Bahamas that they are now running. So they are new to Florida and new to everything and their kids are trying out different activities and life is different than it was in Canada because of the lack of winners and so I think we like watching that show as well because of the similarities of going through some of the things that we're going through with our recent move so that's what I am reading, listening to, and watching. Can you tell that I like to choose things that deal with whatever I'm going through? Because books and podcasts and shows are the way that I kind of learn. I see other models and what people are doing and how they feel, and it helps me feel not alone, but it also helps me learn maybe where to go next. It almost feels like a guide or a mentor to me. And that's what I seek out. I hope that you enjoy these 
I want to know, what are you reading? What are you listening to? What are you watching? Share it on Instagram, tag me and tell me what are you listening to reading and watching these days? I'll create an even bigger list. Okay, friends, thank you to Michelle Rado, my producer, for always making this podcast amazing. She has her own podcast called Daring to Tell, where she interviews amazing writers who read their piece out loud on the show, and then she interviews them. It's really good. And remember, everyone, every heart has a story, and every story has a heart. See you next week.